0: On today's federal newscast, when it comes to the current federal workforce, it's the same size and way different budgets. The Pentagon is looking to make sure all of its contractors' cybersecurity measures are up to par. And Immigration and Customs Enforcement may want to start holding its contractors more accountable. These stories and more in today's federal newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm your host, Eric White. Today's federal workforce is overworked, overstressed, understaffed, and ill-prepared to handle the next major emergency response event. A new report from the Senior Executives Association paints a dire picture of the existing federal workforce and its ability to be resilient. Agencies are spending five times more than they did back in 1960, but the size of the workforce that's supposed to manage and oversee those budgets has held steady at about two million federal employees. Some employees at the Federal Emergency Management Agency are still missing back pay after the government shutdown. A FEMA spokeswoman tells Federal News Network the agency estimates less than 2% of workers are missing back pay still, but FEMA says any employee who is missing it should contact the agency's chief human capital office. President Trump taps David Bernhardt to be the next Secretary of the Interior Department. He's been serving as Acting Secretary since former Secretary Ryan Zinke's departure. Bernhardt is a former oil and gas lobbyist, a background drawing criticism from environmental groups and Democratic lawmakers. An easier way to compare and learn about federal health plans is coming. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has more. The Office of Personnel Management plans to take the Federal Employee Health Benefit Program to the cloud. Well, at least a central portal for employees to use would be in the cloud. OPM issued a request for information seeking industry input on what it would take to create a cloud-based enrollment program that is a one-stop shop for FEHBP information. OPM says enrollees would be able to use the portal to compare and learn about plan options, select a plan, and complete the enrollment process. Responses to the RFI are due March 11th. I'm Jason Miller. The White House is now targeting mid-March to send President Trump's fiscal 2020 budget request to Congress. A senior OMB official confirms the new timeline. This will be the third straight year the president missed the deadline to send his budget to the Hill. OMB sent the president's 2018 request in May of 2017 and the 2019 request in mid-February 2018. Current federal law requires the president to submit his budget to Congress on or before the first Monday in February. The Departments of Justice, Homeland Security, Commerce, and six other federal entities have undertaken hundreds of operations to stop the theft of intellectual property over the last year. In a new report to Congress, the White House lays out the government's efforts to stop IP theft and promote international policy. The FBI alone conducted 54 new investigations, making 22 arrests, winning 12 convictions, and getting more than $64 million for victims. DHS helped train public and private sector procurement workers about counterfeit products and how to mitigate the. Those risks. A bipartisan group of 26 senators are calling on the Defense Department to keep the pedal to the metal when it comes to auditing the Pentagon's finances. In a recent letter, the senators asked Acting Defense Secretary Patrick Shanahan to complete the next audit by the end of fiscal 2019. DOD finished and failed its first-ever audit last year. The Pentagon is out with a new cloud computing strategy, details from Federal News Network's Jared Serbu. The document says DoD will embrace a multi-cloud approach as it moves its legacy IT systems to more modern technologies. But for the most part, the Pentagon still wants most of its applications to reside in the single-vendor cloud platform it's planning to buy under the controversial JEDI contract. According to the strategy, DoD components will need the CIO's permission to pursue their own cloud solutions. The CIO also plans to scrub existing cloud contracts in an effort to merge them into the JEDI cloud. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. The Defense Department is also ramping up enforcement on contractors that do not meet many of the 110 cybersecurity requirements detailed in a new policy. DOD wants its contractors to reach a baseline standard for cybersecurity, so it's making requirements a differentiator for performance and awards. Companies that do not meet the requirements may miss business opportunities with DOD or end up in a breach of contract. Immigrations and Customs Enforcement doesn't have a total border wall, and it doesn't have great contract oversight either. More now from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. The Homeland Security Inspector General finds that when it comes to detention facilities contractors, ICE doesn't adequately hold them accountable for written performance standards. ICE has a system called the Quality Assurance Surveillance Plan, but the agency almost never uses it to impose penalties on underperforming contractors. And the IG noted thousands of instances of compliance failures. I'm Tom Temin. Northrop Grumman agrees to pay $5.2 million to settle claims that violated the False Claims Act through its work with the Postal Service. The Justice Department had alleged Northrop Grumman overcharged USPS under its Enterprise Technology Services contract. The Postal Service spends more than $13 billion each year on contracted supplies and services. The head of the Senate Budget Committee requests an update from the Census Bureau on preparations for the 2020 population count. Wyoming Republican Mike Enzi has asked Census Director Stephen Dillingham to shed light on how many new hires the agency has made to oversee its biggest IT contractor. Enzi has also asked the Census Bureau to share its IT resiliency plans in the event of a natural disaster or cyber attack during the decennial count. The State Department swears in Carol Perez to serve as its new head of the Foreign Service and Human Resources. Perez has been a career member of the Foreign Service for more than 30 years and was U.S. ambassador to Chile. She also served as the principal deputy assistant secretary for both the Bureau of Human Resources and the Bureau of International Narcotics and Law. And NASA's newest Associate Legislative Affairs Administrator is a former staff member of Senator John Thune. Suzanne Gillen worked on Thune's professional staff for NASA Civil Space and Aviation Policy when he was chair of the Senate Commerce, Space and Transportation Committee. Gillen worked for Maxar Technologies, though, since March of 2018. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One, and follow us on Twitter, our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White.